Several years ago, a documentary was put out with two of my favorite people uh, talking about the topic that we're going to be covering for the rest of this summer. We're going to spend time in the book of Psalms this summer, and it's an opportunity for us to be reading together, to be praying together, to be seeking God's will together and discerning how we can live more fully into our mission together. The documentary that was put together was with uh, somebody that you might expect and somebody that you might not expect. Uh, Eugene Peterson was a part of the documentary talking about uh, what do the Psalms mean in the life of the church and what do we, how do we understand them and how do we use them to draw us closer to God and to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit. The other person that was a part of this documentary was Bono, the lead singer for U2, the rock and roll band. Now, you might not have known, but uh, U2 actually does produce like Christian music. Uh, they don't market it and advertise it that way. Uh, some of you who are U2 fans probably know this. Uh, others of you who have no idea who U2 is, uh, don't worry about it. Um, he's a rock star, and he's talking with a Bible scholar about Psalms. It's really interesting. It's an interesting combination. I encourage you to just, if you Google uh, Bono and Eugene Peterson, uh, this was put out by Fuller Seminary a few years ago, and it just talks about, uh, again, how do we approach the Psalms? And, and today, that is, uh, that is our mission. We're going to approach the Psalms with thanksgiving and with gladness. We're going to shout to the Lord uh, as, we, as we read and, and, and sing Scripture together. Um, we're going to be doing that all summer long, and we'll talk about ways that you can do that uh, with us. So as they were talking about the Psalms, Bono said, you know, the only way that we can approach God if we're honest, is through metaphor or through symbol. And that's why art is such a powerful way of connecting and, and understanding, trying to understand the mystery of an unknowable God. We can know God intimately, but we can't know everything about God, right? And so the only way to approach God, he said, is through metaphor, through symbol. And that's why art and music and poetry are so very important. The book of Psalms is the longest book in the Bible. There are 150 of them in total. Uh, about half of them are ascribed to David, the second king of Israel, kind of the most prominent one, and we'll read some of his psalms throughout uh, the coming weeks. But again, this is a book, the book of Psalms is a book of poetry. It's also the Hebrew hymnal. God's people uh, used this book, used these psalms to sing praise and worship to God. They sung those psalms as they gathered together. They sung them and sang them and, and chanted them back and forth to remind themselves of who God is and what God has done in their lives and who they are as God's beloved children. It's a hymnal. It's a prayer book. The psalms express the full range of human experience. And so you, it's a great place to go when, when you know that you want to pray, but you don't have words to pray. Seeing sometimes, seeing that somebody else wrote that to God, and it's in the Bible, gives us comfort and gives us permission to approach God to say whatever's on our heart. And if we can't find the words, just use the ones that someone else wrote in the Psalms thousands of years ago. Bono said that what he loves the most about the Psalms is their raw, brutal honesty. There's just, there's explosive joy in the Psalms. There's also deep sorrow and at times confusion. And that's what sets the Psalms apart. If you go to a U2 concert, uh, which I don't know how many of you have been to one, but they're pretty awesome. Yeah, I've been to one too. Uh, a lot of times they'll close with a song called 40, and it's based on the 40th Psalm. And, and Bono was talking about this, and the, one of the refrains says, I will sing, sing a new song. And it says over and over again, how long? How long, O oh Lord? 
Maybe some of you felt like that over the last few years. How long, oh Lord, will we be dealing with this? Well, that's how they close some of their concerts. And, and Bono says it just, this song, it reaches into the hurt and the disappointment and the difficulty of being a human being. There's something that reaches into the heart of a person, the, the stuff that we know and feel, but a lot of us don't talk about. And then he asks the question, why isn't more church music like that? I think that's a great question. Eugene Peterson uh, said this about the Psalms. He said, the text of the Psalms is almost entirely of this kind of language, poetry. So knowing this, we will not be looking here primarily for information, for ideas about God, or for direction in moral conduct. We'll find that, but that's not primarily what we're looking for. We will expect, rather, he says, to find the experience of being human before God. The experience of being human before God, exposed and sharpened. He says, praying in this way, we will develop a praying imagination. And so the goal for us this summer as we pray psalms together is for us to develop our prayer imagination, for us to move from talking about God to talking to God and with God. Eugene Peterson is the author of The Message. Uh, Some of you have have read some of that translation. I often share from that translation of the Bible. Um, We'll be doing that this morning. Um, He began that enterprise, uh, the the, the translation of the entire Bible, by writing a psalm for a single person, just trying to relate a psalm to to an individual person in his congregation. He was a pastor at the time. Uh, He wanted to write and translate a psalm in language that would speak to that person in that person's given situation. He started out by doing that, just one psalm, at a time, and then he did 150 before he knew it, and then after that, all 66 books of the Bible he translated. And, and, and what he said is when he was translating that, he was trying to get them to realize that praying wasn't about just being nice before God. And so he would translate a psalm that fit their life, and he would say, just, just pray using this translation of this psalm. It's not smooth, it's not pretty, but it's honest. And now, 20 years after he began the, the translation, the publication of the, the message translation, there have been over 20 million copies that have sold. So obviously, that translation speaks to people in a beautiful way. Before we actually read uh, the psalm for today, I want to tell you just a little bit about how the book of Psalms is structured. So it's kind of split up into five books that scholars say kind of roughly correspond to Genesis, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, but it, within those psalms, there are different kinds of psalms. Some of them are, are hymns, and you recognize them, right? Sometimes we're singing a worship song, and you recognize, hey, I've, I've heard that line somewhere before. A lot of contemporary worship songs, and, and even older worship songs, come from hymns that are written in the psalms that are thousands of years old. Psalm 29 says this, Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Can't you imagine just, just singing that? It's like singing uh, any of the number of, of the songs that we, that we have sung, even this morning, right? God of wonders beyond our galaxy, you are holy. Uh, holy, holy, holy is an, an older one that, that, again, comes from the words of Scripture. So some of the psalms are hymns. Some of the psalms are lament. And again, this goes with the idea of expressing the full range of human emotion before God, not being afraid to share exactly how we feel and what we're going through, knowing that God hears us and is with us, even in the midst of really difficult times. 
might surprise you to learn that uh, N.T. Wright estimates, a, a biblical scholar, estimates that two-thirds of the psalms are psalms of lament, psalms of complaint. How long, O oh Lord, is it going to be like this? Psalm 83, God, don't remain silent. Don't turn a deaf ear. Don't stand aloof, O oh God. Psalm 6, my soul is in deep anguish. How long, Lord, how long? I'm worn out from all my groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. Two-thirds of the Psalms express the frustration and the difficulty that is being human. And so Bono says, why aren't there more Psalms like this used in Christian music? We will read some of those Psalms as we go through the summer. Uh, the next type of psalms are royal psalms. They're prayers and praises to the king as a, as a representative of God. They're often sung at special events in the history of the people of Israel uh, with reference to the king. Um, psalm 45 is an example. Your throne, O God, will last forever and ever. You love, right, you love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has set you above your companions by anointing them with the oil of joy. The fourth category of psalms is wisdom. They're kind of like Proverbs. They teach you things about life. Psalm 37, verse 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he'll do this. He will make your righteousness, he will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn. So we've got hymns, we've got lament, we've got royalty, we've got wisdom, and the last category is thanksgiving, which is celebration. There are a lot of psalms that are like that. And the one that we're going to read today is just that way. It's Psalm 100. And we're going to read it together in kind of an interesting way, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But I just want to point out that all of the psalms that we're going to be covering this summer are in this little booklet, the uh, 2002 Summer Psalm Devotion Booklet. If you didn't get one of these when you came in, uh, our ushers have them for you. They're in the back. They're in a basket. Um, they, they might even be walking through here with them. If, if you didn't get one, pick one up. Um, and carry this with you. Just put this in a place where you can reference it throughout the summer. Bring it with you to church. Um, here's, the ushers are here. They've got some. If you haven't gotten one, just put your hand up. Um, we hope that as we go throughout the summer, that you'll take the opportunity to follow this sermon series with us through this booklet. And you'll be able to see what's coming up for the following Sunday, and you can pray with us throughout the week as you prepare and as, as God prepares your heart to hear uh, the message that we speak and preach from on Sunday. And so I just really encourage you to grab one of these books uh, online. It'll be available uh, online as well that you can, you can tune in and, and see uh, which psalm we're going to be using each week. Um, but I encourage you to take it, read it, pray over it, journal in it. Uh, there's some questions for meditation to, for, to, to kind of get you ready for, for Sunday morning. This is going to be your companion. It's going to be our guide uh, through the summer of psalms. And so we'll talk about, um, we'll talk about lots of different ways of psalms. We'll look at all five of the different kinds of psalms throughout the summer. Here's some of the topics. Today we're talking about thanksgiving. Next week we'll talk about confession. What does that look like? Uh, after that, fulfilling God's purpose. Weeping, turn to joy. Longing for God. And then I love this one. You mean I can say that? That's one of the, that's one of the topics that we're going to have. You can, I can say that to God? So these books uh, we encourage you to have with you throughout the summer. Bring them with you we hope that they'll help you learn to pray, learn to talk to God, learn to be present with God in a new way. And so, we're going to start off this morning with Psalm 100. It begins with thanksgiving. 
We're going to do this in a new way, and sorry, I didn't warn you guys about this. Um, Sam's looking at me like, oh, what are you going to do now? Um, all I'm going to do is I would like you to, let's stand up and read together. We're going to read Psalm 100. Um, it'll be on the screen, and we're going to read it as a responsive reading, and this is the part that's going to be confusing, and I'm sorry, Sam, this is not, I, sometimes I change things at the last second, and that's what I decided to do with this. Here's what we're going to try, okay? This is a new way of reading scripture together, maybe for some of us. When we go to Mepkin Abbey, some of us who have been to the Abbey, the, the monks sit in the, in the choir stalls and they face one another and they chant psalms back and forth to one another. And it's a beautiful way to read God's word together. And so we're going to try that this morning. So uh, we're going to read it back and forth. And I want you guys, on, on this side, I want you to read from that screen and face this way, okay? And on this side, I want you to read from that screen and face that way. And uh, you all are going to be the pastor part today, all right? So if something happens to me, any of you, come on up and you can finish the sermon. Uh, you're, you are now officially the pastor. Congratulations. Maybe next week you'll be the pastor. We'll see what happens. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to read it responsively. So I want to start with this side, and we'll read the pastor part. And then this side, you read back the congregation part. Are we ready? Do you think we can do this? I think we can. Let's read. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord who made us is God. We are the Lord's. We are the people of God, the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and God's courts with praise. Give thanks and bless God's name. For the Lord is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. God's faithfulness to all generations. Friends, this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Shout for joy, all the earth. I can't read that. I don't know. Some of you uh, might hear this too. I can't read that verse. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy. I can't read that without thinking of Gary Anderson. Uh, some of you know who Gary is. Gary sometimes would, would sit in the, in the service and he'll just shout like, come on, church, let's worship, you know, and just in a way that sometimes it kind of startles you a little bit. But man, Gary is right on. He is right on. He is listening to this scripture. I think sometimes we come to church and I know as a little kid, like I was taught, hey, she got it be quiet in church we got to be and, and we do need to be reverent and, but we also need to we need to do this right we need to shout to the Lord we need to shout to God all the earth all things even the rocks I'm reminded of uh, several weeks ago when we were doing the when we were celebrating the, the entrance to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday and Jesus said hey <laughs> I can't make these people be quiet like even if they were quiet the rocks would cry out right shout to the Lord all the earth. There are so many ways that we see creation, all of the earth shouting. It, it, we're, just, we're passing through the midst of the season of spring. And what a beautiful thing to see all these new things come and blossom. It usually starts kind of with the daffodils and then other things come in and, and, and you see the rhododendron and you see other things that, that come to life. It's like a new thing every week is just shouting to God. All the earth. If you've seen a sunset or a sunrise in the last couple of months, they are spectacular this time of year, shouting to God, all the earth, declaring God's praise. I love the message translation of this, uh, and I'm going to be kind of bouncing back and forth between NIV and message. The message translation, Eugene Peterson says, on your feet now, applaud God. On your feet now, applaud God. I love that. 
I love that. Applaud God. I just want you to know, all right, if you ever feel uncomfortable about applauding in worship. I grew up in a tradition that was a little bit stuffy on Sunday morning. I, maybe some of you can relate. And like clapping was like, that like got you the death stare from parents or from whoever in the, like, no, you don't make noise. Shh. No, that's not what this psalm says. This psalm says it's okay to shout to God. It's okay to applaud, to be on your feet to applaud God, because that's what we're doing, right? We're not applauding the, the people who are leading us in worship. We are so grateful for you and for the talents and gifts that you, that you share with our congregation. They don't do that for your applause, right? They do that to lead us all in applause to God, for God's goodness to all of us. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so it's okay. It's okay to applaud God. Worship is, is, a, is a posture. It's a, it's a posture that we take on. It's, a, it's, a, it's an awareness of God's presence that we come into God's house together and, and we shout to the Lord for God's goodness. Verse 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Again, it's a, it's a posture. It's a posture that says, you know what? No matter what happened to me this week, I am here right now in this moment to worship. I am here to give God praise. No matter what's going on in my life, no matter what's going on in the world, God is still on the throne. God is still sovereign. And so we worship the Lord with gladness. Even with sadness and pain in our hearts, we can still remember God's faithfulness with joy. I mean, there's, 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 a, there's a time when we read these scriptures, when we read these laments, we know that there's a time when people have felt just like we have. God, where are you? In this. God, what are you doing? Are you just sleeping right now? That's one of the Psalms asked that question. Are you asleep, God? We know that, that people have felt the same way that we feel, and it gives us language to speak to God, to be real with God. And, and, and that's what the Psalms tell us to do. Worship the Lord with glad. There's a whole book about what it looks like to be in lament. It's called Lamentations, right? And the entire book talks about how difficult life is is for the people of God for, that had been led into captivity, that are not able to worship the ways they wanted to, uh, that are taken over by foreign uh, countries and, and impulses. And, and it's just, it's really a difficult place to be as God's people. There's a whole book about it. And yet, in that book, the writer says, but God's mercies are new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. And so even when we cry out from the depths, we cry out to a God who makes a way out of no way, and, and we can worship the Lord with gladness and joyful songs. The message says, bring a, it translates it this way, bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into God's presence. Bring a gift of laughter. Sometimes we take ourselves, I'll speak for me, sometimes I take myself too seriously. I don't know if anybody else does that, uh, but it's easy sometimes to get weighed down and to take yourself too seriously. My wife uh, it does a good job of pointing out when I'm doing that. Oftentimes, it's at maybe not the most helpful time for, for me, um, and I say that, and she's, she's at home. Uh, I love you, sweetheart. Um, but sometimes, she will remind me just how ridiculous I'm being in, in any given moment about just being weighted down with whatever, and it's just, it's, it, it, is, it is a blessing. Um, Sometimes it's not a blessing like in the exact moment, right? But, um, but it is a blessing to be reminded, don't take yourself so seriously. Bring a gift of laughter. Laughter is such a good medicine for our souls, especially in difficult times. If you don't know how to laugh, uh, hang out with some kids 
Uh, they laugh about everything, right? All day long, the silliest things. They'll just they'll laugh about it and just find some find some children. Maybe let the parents know, like if you don't know them, like what you're doing. Like don't just like yeah, right? Yeah, laugh. Laughter is awesome. Laughter is awesome. The best thing I've saw um, in a long, long time on the internet. If you haven't seen this, uh, this week I watched a, a documentary um, with Bishop Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. Uh, it was entitled Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times. Oh, I really, I encourage you to, to, to Google this and to watch it. It's about an hour and 20 minutes long. These men have been through some of the most difficult times that anybody has ever had to face as a human on this planet. They faced persecution. They faced being jailed. They faced ridicule. They faced all kinds of things. And, and when you watch this video, Mission Joy, there is so much laughter and so much love. And so it's, it's just, it's, I'm telling you, if you have been weighed down by life in the last however many years, or even in the past however many days, take a moment and watch this documentary. It is absolutely fantastic. And I'm just, I just, just want to try this. I don't even know if this is going to work. And this also isn't the text's fault. It's my fault because I did it at the last second. I'm going to try to play for you just a second of the laughter between these two world-renowned leaders of their respective religions. Let's see if it How can you not laugh when you hear that, right? That is amazing, and I love it. Bring a gift of laughter. Sing yourselves into God's presence. Verse 2 is translated. Sing yourselves into God's presence. I love that. C.S. Lewis uh, wrote many books. Uh, some of his more famous ones were children's books, actually. And there's a, there's a scene in The Magician's Nephew, the, the first one, kind of that, that describes the creation of the world. And Aslan, the, the, the Jesus character in these books, sings the world into existence. And it is a beautiful description of what creation might have looked like. There's a song by a band called All Sons and Daughters uh, called Heaven Meets Earth, and they try to kind of capture this idea of, of singing the world into existence. And they actually, they wrote a commentary about how they came to write this song based on the C.S. Lewis um, magician's nephew piece, and it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Um, I encourage you to check that out, too. Singing does something. Research shows us that singing actually alters the chemicals in our body. Like, it actually changes our brain chemistry to sing. God sang creation into existence, and our purpose is to sing back to God. And we can do that through the Psalms. And let me tell you, it doesn't matter what your voice sounds like because God hears your heart. So sing back to God. Verse 3, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Know that the Lord is God. The word for know here in, in Hebrew scripture is, is more than just head knowledge. It is experiential knowledge. It's the kind of knowledge that another psalm says, uh, talks about. Be still and know that I am God. And Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek and you shall find, Jesus says. 
find and know. There's, it's a deep way, an intimate way, a personal way of knowing that the Lord is God. It takes intentionality to know what this looks like. To, you, you can sit and you can, you can learn about God, right, through, through Bible studies and through small groups and through sermons and through church time together, and that's all fantastic. Um, and you should do all of those things. Um, but it's not the same as also just being intentional about being with God. That's the kind of knowledge that we hope to glean from all of these practices of singing and praying and being together as God's people in worship. I mean, this is my, this is my prayer for my kids, right? I've, I've mentioned this before, that, and, and really for all of us, not, that, that, that we wouldn't just have head knowledge about who God is, but that we would have heart knowledge because we have met Jesus ourselves through the power of the Holy Spirit. We have experienced God's goodness firsthand. That's what it means to know that the Lord is God. Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me, Scripture says. I hope that that's all. I hope that all of us can say that. Let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. If you're not able to do that, find somebody who can. <laughs> Let them share their story with you. Gathering on the lawn is a perfect place to do that. We're going to do that in just a few minutes. Uh, we're going to gather out on the lawn. We're going to hear from Sam the ways that, that God has worked in his heart and in his life to bring transformation. Sam knows that the Lord is God. Come and hear in his words what that means to him. Verse 4. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. The message uh, translates it this way. Enter with the password, thank you. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home, it says, talking, praise. Thank him, worship God. Enter with the password, Thank you. I love that. I talked to earlier about even in the midst of difficult and, and painful times, we can still find something to be thankful for. Gratitude is one of the best antidotes to grief and to depression and to sadness and to the heaviness of the world. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter with the password, thank you. I want to challenge you to, if you're in a place where you're not feeling particularly thankful or joyful, uh, just take a moment, just once a day. It can be in the morning, it can be at night, it can be at both times. And just take a minute to write down one thing that you're thankful for. Just one thing. Just write down one thing. That's, that's an, actually an ancient practice called the examine. It's a way of, of being more aware of God's presence with us. It's a way of, of praying and being more aware of God with us. Just write down one thing that you're thankful for today. Verse 5, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The Lord is good. The Hebrew word for that is tov. Can you say tov? Tov. The Lord is good. It reminds us of the, the refrain in the creation poem back in, in, in the Garden of Eden. The Lord saw that it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was good, and it was very good, God said, after creating us. The Lord is good, and his love endures forever. The word for love there is, is hesed. It is this this unrelenting, pursuing, 
never giving up kind of love. We sang about it earlier. Your goodness is running after me. It's the picture of the prodigal son, right? The, the dad, when the son had been away, is just so glad, no matter what the son had done, so glad that he had come back. He's just running. And that's what God does with us. No matter what we've done, no matter what we've been through, God will never love us less. God will always run after us. That's what has said is about. That's what God's enduring love is all about. I had a Hebrew professor in seminary who couldn't say that word has said without getting tears in his eyes. That's how powerful the love of God is. His love endures forever. God has been good forever, so we can trust that God will continue being good now and always. Friends, that is good news worth shouting for, isn't it? Shout to the Lord all the earth. The Hebrew word for the word psalm means melody. So like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a hymnal for all of us. It's an ancient hymnal. One of the most beautiful melodies and, and more prominent melodies for this particular psalm that we just read, Psalm 100, is the old 100th psalm tune by Ralph Vaughan Williams. Um, this, this tune has been used at a lot of different, really uh, just beautiful and important and dignified uh, celebrations and ceremonies. It was used at the, the coronation service for Queen Elizabeth II in 1953. And you may recognize it. We've played parts of it here um, as, as an intro to an offertory and some other things. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. And so what I want to do is I want to close today by, by giving us a moment to just experience what it looks like and what it feels like to sing into God's presence, to shout to the Lord all the earth. And look, if you don't want to sing, it's fine. Just watch it. We're going to watch a video of this um, together. And it's just a reminder this morning that God is worth shouting about, that God's goodness is worth shouting at the top of our lungs. God, there's something, again, about singing together that helps us to forget all of the division, that helps us to forget all of the... It's not that we don't acknowledge it. It's not that it doesn't exist. It's that we're going to take a moment and say, no, I'm going to sing in spite of this stuff. I'm going to sing even though I don't feel it. I'm going to sing even though it's really hard right now. I'm going to sing because God is good and God is with us. And God's love will never, ever leave us. It's always running after us. And so we're going to try this. We're going to put it on the screen. We're going to play a video. And I want to invite you to watch it and just, just meditate with it. There, the words will be on the screen with it. Um, it's, it's a choir. It's an orchestra. It's, it's beautiful. Um, and I just want to read this as, a, as a kind of an intro. And this will be the last. This will, I'm saying an intro like 30 minutes in, right? No, as an intro to this, to this clip into this video just to get us in a place where we're ready to hear and to sing and to reflect on God's goodness. Uh, this is from Joe Lamont. He's an associate professor of Old Testament at uh, Candler School of Theology in Atlanta. He says this about this, about this hymn, uh, the old 100th Psalm. In a time where Christian communities are increasingly fractured and contentious, it's difficult to imagine a throng of faithful witnesses moving together as one in praise to God. It is precisely at this time, however, at this difficult time, when the old 100th should come to our lips. Whenever we sing this psalm, we join a vast community of praise throughout the course of history. As we bear witness to God's goodness, we step into that procession that stretches across time and place. We celebrate God's enduring commitment 
to the redemption of the world and reaffirmation of our common identity as God's people. Our loud shouts of praise announce the coming of God's kingdom. Friends, let's shout praise together as we watch this video. Like I said, feel free to sing along with it. You'll probably know the tune. Uh, If not, just enjoy it. Just watch the words go by. Uh, And let's shout to the Lord all the earth this morning.
All the earth, shout to the Lord. Applaud God. Sing praise to his name with your life today and tomorrow and forever because that's how long God loves you. Amen. Invite the worship team to come forward and uh, let's pray. God, we give you thanks uh, for this time and for this moment, for this glimpse into eternity, for this gathering that has been for us a place where heaven and earth meet, a place where we can join in with the saints and the angels and the heavenly choir and worshipers throughout the world to, to shout to you and to proclaim your goodness. God, we thank you with grateful hearts that no matter what we are facing this morning and this week and this year, Lord, that you go before us and behind us. You surround us with your mercy and with your love, and you are always running after us. God, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to follow you now and always. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.